We're here for a bonus round of a healthy obsession. You must be delighted with this news. Tom, do you think everyone's delighted? Everyone is delighted. It's what the people want. It's what the people want. We're listening to the people. We've got our finger on the pulse of football. And we wanted to deliver an end-of-year bonus show with loads of goodies packed in, taking a look back at 2020. We're going to be looking at some of the moments that made us laugh, made us cry, made us... What else did it make us feel? Excited. Excited. So we're going to be talking about our favourite moments, goal of the year, game of the year, our favourite quotes, some funny moments, and we're also going to look ahead to 2021 and make some predictions as well. It's a show packed full of football in love. We want to thank everybody for tuning in and checking out the show this year. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we are going to get into it now. Are you ready to go? I'm up and running. Ready to go. It's an absolute pleasure to be back with a bonus round of a healthy obsession. Yeah, extra for you. Yeah, it's value for money is what we offer. Yeah, are we spending too much time together in the podcast studio? Yes. Yeah, like sort of looking at each other and thinking of wonderful things to say to each other after some interesting Christmas gifts were exchanged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Running out of nice things to say, aren't we? Yeah, we are running out of things. So this is a bonus edition of uh, the usual business, and it's going to be coming out just as a wrap-up for the end of the year. So we figured we'd treat the listeners to some end-of-year goodies, some of our highlights and lowlights of what has been an interesting 2020. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. It's uh, We've got there. <laughs> We're at the end of 2020. It's It's been an absolute roller coaster of a year. Yeah. And, and not only in the world of football, just off the pitch as well. There's just been so much shit going on. It's very good. Look, I don't know about you, but looking back, we've like talked over notes of like trying to remember some of our favorite moments from this year. And it's just been really difficult to remember what was in this year and what was like 20 years ago because I can't remember what happened last week. It's, the, <laughs> it's been the longest year oh. I can ever remember. And just the, the breaking up of the football seasons, right? So like it, what was last season? What was this season? Like, really weird. It, it feels like there's been like four different seasons because it's stop, start, stop, start. It's, uh, yeah, been, yeah, been a different one. It has indeed. So today we're going to go over about 10 or so topics just from our favourites from the year. So like our favourite goals of the year, game of the year, uh, manager of the year, just a load of different topics. And we're going to talk back and forth about those. And we also had a few sent in yeah. from uh, some uh, fans. Super fans. Only fans. I don't know about your OnlyFans account. <laughs> no yeah. subscribers. Uh, yeah, uh, LZ Obsession OnlyFans are selling uh, p- pictures of my feet. Oh, God. <laughs> Not them hobbit feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, that OnlyFans, it didn't take off. But yeah, we got a, a few cool... Uh, few cool bits sent in from the supporters of a healthy obsession so we appreciate that we'll be reading those out as well as our own so tom let's kick it off uh, we'll start really simple what was your goal of the year this year Ooh, goal of the year goal of the straight year. in on goal of the year straight let's go straight all in that, all right straight Deep in end. goal best goal of 2020 by the way this is calendar year so we're not going off to like 1920 season we're just going 2020 yeah Deep end for you, huh? Yeah. Do you normally just jump into a swimming pool in the deep end, or do you like yes. get in? Does no. anyone get in using the ladder? The ladder's to get out, isn't it? Yeah, no. The la- well, yeah, that, or if you're maybe like an old person. Yeah. So I dive in the deep end always. I don't even climb out the ladder. 
No, you're just like all upper body Hoist strength. Myself. I'm like yeah. a, I was going to say I'm like a whale who kind of like <laughs> breaches up and then, you know, over onto the edge. You said it, mate, not yeah, me. No. I, know. I didn't I didn't call Tom a whale for the record. 2020's been rough. <laughs> yeah. Quarantine bod. <laughs> Goal of the year. Um, I mean, the Puskas Award did go to Tottenham superhero, uh, Hung Min Sun, um, for an unbelievable individual goal, dribbled the length of the pitch and poked it home, which was outrageously quick. It was a spectacular goal. It was funny, when he got the award, uh, Jan Vertonghen uh, messaged him saying, you can thank me for the assist. And it was like a three-yard pass on the edge of our 18-yard box. Yeah, and then he took on about 10 players in the process. Yeah, so that's got got a little bit of my heart, but um, that's not my goal of the year. No? No, it's not. What is? Um, I've got a couple of options, actually. Um, One that stood out for me, probably my, I'd say, second place, was uh, Jordan Flores from Dundalk. Ooh. I don't, you, you'll know it. He, uh, there was a, a corner kick. It was a bit of a thunder bastard. Not quite the ultimate thunder bastard. Mm. But um, he, he, it was a corner kick that come in. And he's got like on that half pivot. Think of Zidane's goal in the Champions League final. Against Ham- uh, it was in Hamburg again. No, no, no. It was at, it was um, in Scotland. Hamden. Why it was at Hamden. It wasn't in Hamburg. <laughs> I knew it was some ham. It was at Hamden. I knew there was a ham involved. And it was his left footed sort of half volley. It's the same sort it was of against strike. Real Madrid, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, for no, it was Real Madrid, Madrid against uh ooh, it was against Valencia. Was it Valencia or was it Bayer Leverkusen, I think? Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah. I don't know anything. Yeah. yeah shut up. Let me, get, let me explain sorry, my sorry, goal. Sorry. Finish yeah. your story. So he's on he's, <laughs> he's, he's poised waiting for it. Mm. And his foot, I mean, it's Gareth Bale scored a similar one against Stoke for Spurs donkeys years ago mm. where his left foot got so high anyway he connects with it perfect and zings it in the top corner so that one I liked a lot that was my second place um, but my first place goes one above a thunder bastard it was your coined thunder fucker a thunder fucker thunder fucker a thunder fucker right? and uh, it was uh, I'm gonna butcher this man's name his name is Hlumfo Kakana oh that's a nice name Hlumfo Kakana okay can you say that Hlumfo Kakana Hlumfo Kakana um <laughs> So for Mamelodi Sundowns uh, against Cape Town. You've really researched this, haven't you? done a little bit, You've yeah. gone South African yeah. Premier League. I'll tell you what, he absolutely picks up the ball, he gets the ball played to him central. He's probably central to goal, 40 yards from goal. Takes a big right-footed touch and absolutely slams it. And it's, it hits both posts and oh. goes in. Is it that hard? And it comes back off the post boom, 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 and backs into the back of there. And it is a thunder Fucker. Is there That's any, my goal of the year. Is there any better goal than a bar run in or a post post run in or like you know when it hits the bar like four times yeah. and goes in? I, I don't, obviously I've picked one that's hit the post and gone in, mm. but I do like when it cleanly goes right through the stanchion mm. when you can see it, and it's all about the camera angle as well. If you can see right behind it and it travels, I like ones that are still rising when it hits the back of the net, so it hits like the stanchion, not the stanchion of the goal, but the stanchion of the back of the net, so it's still travelling up, up and in. Off. Yeah, I like, I like a good posting in. So what would you be your favourite style of goal then? So would it be a Thunder Bastard or a Thunderfucker or do you like a team goal? I think, I think a purist loves like a good team goal, mm. but, but for the excitement and like the, there's a pleasurable moment in when someone connects with a ball. You love you've a had pleasurable it, yeah. moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about that. But you, but you know when you've, if you, you've maybe one, done it once or twice in your life, you're lucky. More than once. Where, where you connect with a ball so cleanly. Oh, yeah. Just that feeling when you connect with it, mm. you're like, that's gone. That's in. Like, and it's so perfect. It's no better feeling. The technique of it. That, that's like one of those things you crave. That's why you see everyone shooting from all sorts of distances in <laughs> Sunday League and sixes because they want that moment of like where you, you feel like you can do it. 
but it's so hard to do. Very hard to so, execute. Yeah, I think a that thunder bastard kind of goal is my preference. Your fave. Yeah. Nice. I mean, think back to like Rooney's goal against uh, Newcastle back in the day where he hits that on the volley so oh, clean. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep using United goals. Skulls against uh, Villa, that volley that yeah. came off the bar. Oh. Like, just the connection is what's like, whew, mm-hmm. gives you that like feel. And as soon as, as soon as it hits it, I always love the crowd reaction yeah. because no one thinks it's going in. And then it's like a second <laughs> after it's gone in and oh. everyone sort of realizes like, oh, that's like an amazing right. goal has gone in. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, goal of the year? Yeah, so I think Son deserves massive shout out because that was quite clearly the individual moment of the year for goal goal wise anyway um i really enjoyed united's team goal just a couple of weeks ago uh which involved like five or six players i think and it was like not real nice one two touch i enjoy your team goal like that because that's football is not about the individual moments it's about the collective and so i enjoyed that and that was easy because it was recent memory <laughs> so i was trying to think back like earlier in the year yeah so one from earlier in the season that i i love the technique of this uh was ruben neves volley against espanol in europa league yes the ball has come down from quite high it was it, it would come down from quite a distance with a player on him yeah He's popped it up off his chest and he's caught the volley. Mm, so top, sweet. Top left corner. Top right? left yeah, he's corner. got to cross his body almost. And it's not yeah. let it hit the ground. It's just perfect technique. And to pull it off with a man on you, and usually if the ball's coming into your chest at a decent height, it's not. Uh, it's still hard to do, but this was like lofted ball up in the air and he's chested it down. So just for that technique and uh, the ability to be able to do that, was it was really beautiful. I, I like a side volley. Mm. Like that little that motion of like getting your knee over the ball. Like, mm-hmm. My hips don't do that anymore. But. Yeah, and especially if you catch that kind of volley right on sort of like the top outside part of your foot and it just Swings. a bit of backspin. Yeah. Who, who did it at the World, maybe the World Cup, the last World Cup, the right back for uh, France? France, oh, and it swerved yeah. into the post. Oh, yeah. It didn't look real. Yeah, like the, the way he hit the ball, it didn't look real at all. I can't remember the boy's name. Yeah, anyway. A French lad, right back. Yeah, right yeah. lad, French back. You just think this is a football <laughs> He's podcast. He's a French back. A French back. Yeah, that's what I call him. French, French back. I like it. So, all right. So, that's our goals of the year. Um, game of the year. What you got? Am I always going first? Is that how this yeah, works? can't do it. I'm the host of the show. I'll lead this one. I'm the host Again, of the show. I'll set yeah. the way. Yeah. Um, for me, it was um, seeing the defending European Champions League winners... European, or they're all European if they're in the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean. Mm. Um, Liverpool, Atletico Madrid. Mm. It was the right before the lockdown. So it was one of the last games that had fans in. Um, it was at Anfield. It was the second leg. And Atletico Madrid won a look from the first leg, I believe. And it was just a crazy game. I think Liverpool won in regular time 1-0 and were pretty dominant. Controlled the game. We're all over them. And it had that feeling of like a memorable... Liverpool Anfield night, you know, they like they like to say that. They Everything's did. an Anfield memorable night. To be fair, though, like if you think about that game, that atmosphere was electric. Oh, yeah. Like the, Liverpool do get good European nights when they, they got a full house, right? So, but yeah, it so was they, one of those. That so night. they come back from one 0 down, they go to extra time, they go one nil up, two uh, one up. So they're, two, they're now leading in extra time, mm-hmm. and then Atletico Madrid it was actually a massive mistake. Um, I think. Allison was out. It's Adrian is the backup goalkeeper. Yeah, Adrian. They scored two that night. They he, should have saved both. He had them. an absolute stinker. He passed it to the striker. Mm. And they went 2-2, and it was 3-2, and then 4-2. But the reason why I loved it was just the drama of it. Mm. And Simeone pulling the old uh, Mourinho, Porto, down the United sideline. Sure, you're familiar with it. Um, but I Simeone was running down the sideline, giving it big ones in the corner. It was just one of those, it was one of those games where you're watching it and you just... 
you were celebrating along with it. Well, and it's quite uh, almost like a slap back in Klopp's face because it's like what he would do if his team did that. And it was very much like a a kick back in his face, his own celebration. And I think the third goal for uh, Atletico was um, quite a distance out. And the keeper, I think, was blindsided by the shot because he shouldn't have really shot. And then the keeper should have saved anyway. Adrian, shit. But yeah, that was (laughs) was a great game. That was a game. It was a great game. Yeah, so I, I picked um, the, the one for me, I think, was uh, Bayern and Barca. If you remember, it was yeah. 8-2 to Bayern. And it, to me, it was not just a result. Cause everyone has like, there can always be a bit of a freak result in the mix. But this was, uh, I think, a bit of a sign of the end of an era. Ten years after Barca were just the dominant force in Europe. And that team cycled through now. Right. And it was that, to me, was just like, that's the end of that dominance from Barcelona. It was uh, a bit bit wet wasn't it Barca just rolled over big and time just taken apart oh Bayern loved it yeah Bayern were enjoying it yeah so I, yeah, I enjoyed that one um and also I had Villa and Liverpool down because I, I thought obviously not a big fan of Liverpool but, Love seeing Liverpool lose. but it was such a weird game because it was yeah. like seven to concede seven as the champions or were they champions yet or this was last season no they were they were champions it was they had already won it was, it was their first loss this season that was the first loss and it was outrageous yeah. I mean Villa looked like they could have taken anyone apart but Liverpool were just shell-shocked so I thought that was like one of the more exciting games of the year I thought it was it was really interesting yeah, so next, uh, quote of the year. What have you got Go for on, this? you lead us off on the quote of the year. My quote of the year would be from uh, the Prime show, and it was quite simply, fuck off, Jose Mourinho, <laughs> <laughs> in, in All or Nothing by Spurs. <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was brilliant. It was, it was so simple, but it was very powerful. It was just, fuck off. <laughs> I, I like his... Same show, Mourinho again. Now, this wasn't on my list, hmm. but uh, it's just popped in my head. My favorite one is when he wants them to be uh, intelligent C-words. Yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to say that, are you? No, this, is, this is a family show. Is it? Don't know. You swear quite if a lot. You're, if you're at home listening with your family, let us know. Yeah, interesting. We'll send over uh, child services. But judging by our statistics, we do not have many listeners under 18. How do you know that? Well, we don't. Oh, you just lie and if you're under 18, just tick and say you're 18. I'm not saying you should do that, but... Yeah, you can't. No, otherwise you can't listen to explicit material. Yeah, you shouldn't. Your mum and da- your mum and dad shouldn't let you. Yeah, but we want this to be a all ages event. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jose, fuck off was mine. I like that one where he, uh, where he dropped in the. You must be intelligent. Yep, that was words. Yep, so that was quite good because Ericsson was just sort of looking around like, is he serious? Like, yeah. Is this what we're doing? Yeah, being told to be yeah, Eric Dow was just laughing. And an intelligent see you next Tuesday. Yep. Yeah. So that, that one kind of made me laugh, but have you got any others? Uh, no, that was, a, that was the only one I saw that I, I really liked. There was uh, a couple, but I just like fuck off for its simplicity. And it was yeah. quite powerful. Yeah. Jose Mourinho, fuck right. off. Yeah. I, uh, this year, I've been a big fan of the Scott Parker <laughs> interviews with the streets music. Overlaid or underlaid? Yeah. Underlaid. How would you describe the streets to an American audience that perhaps don't know who he is? Ooh, that's tough. Um, British rap. AKA yeah. crap. I just, oh, leave that out. Leave it out. I think that's one of his songs. Leave it out. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're, if you haven't heard those, listen along. There are some really, really funny ones of Scott Parker. It just sounds like he is 
Mike Skinner from the streets. Yeah, he's so he, he's in essence rapping over a street song. Yeah, it is funny. All his interviews are doing it. So search for that. That's really funny. Or anything that any Erlin Harland interviews because he's just so <laughs> blunt and to the point. Yeah, it's like you know, Erlin, how have you got to the point where you're scoring you know two goals a game for the last four games? Hard work, <laughs> like nothing. So dry. Do you, do you think you'll get a result at Bayern Munich? hope so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks away it's his body language it's like he doesn't want to be in it's hilarious so. the one more that I saw that I, I liked and I can't remember if it was Bolton or not but I saw yeah. it on Soccer AM this weekend and uh, young lad was asked uh, so are you excited to be here at Bolton and his response was yeah because it's close to my house <laughs> <laughs> convenience as a new signing yeah. to a team and you just say yeah because it's close no, to my house no, not because yeah I, i'm happy to be playing professional football nothing no it's just it's yeah. close to home it's convenient yeah i can get here in 10 minutes because he wouldn't move if he played anywhere else yeah it's like you're a professional football Plymouth mate. signs him he's like well it's a long drive yeah, yeah i don't think i want to commit because <laughs> i'm gonna have to drive to only train twice a week gaffer <laughs> a bit too far of a drive oh that's funny <laughs> all right so quotes that's the quotes of the year. Next up, wanker of the year. You're not allowed to say me. Uh, no. ah. Yeah, because it's not funny. It's unoriginal. All right. Go on. Well, after wanker of the year. VAR is the wanker of the year. Ooh, good shout. Yeah. So you're anti-VAR now. Uh, listen, VAR <laughs> is one of those things that, you know, it, it can go one of two ways for me. It can either be an absolute hero mm. where you love it, or you can hate it. There's not really a middle ground VAR. You're either like, yes, we've been bailed out, or shit, that's absolutely screwed us. But also, I think fans now are just sick of it. I just don't think we've found a, a good place to live with it just yet, where it solves enough problems that everyone can say, you know what, we're 90% of the way there. VAR is, your, is that guy that you know, that maybe you went to school with, who shows up in the pub, and every time he walks, everyone's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, he's coming over. Nobody wants to see him. Nobody wants to talk to him. That's VAR. Every time there's That's a little... you now. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Just describe yourself. <laughs> I am VAR. Yeah. Like, Tommy VAR. That's yeah. your new nickname. The problem. Hey, Vase. <laughs> Vase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But that, that's my description of VAR. That's fair. Yeah. It's, it's just not... We're just not there yet. It's not... It, there's too many games where, like, your armpit was offside or your toenail, and it's like... Fuck off. And we're spending five minutes talking about it. Like, oh, just get on with the right. game. And it's like, I think it'll have a, a role in the future, but we're just not quite yeah. there. It's not good enough yet. Or they just need to take out the gray area of the rules yeah. and just say, look, offside, there needs to be daylight. Or, or, or if there's gray area in the rules, just let the referee make the decision in the moment. Exactly. If he's wrong, he's wrong. Yeah, and live with it. We went through football for 100 plus years without it. Because so. now there's still a penalty decision. And even after it's gone after VAR, we're still saying, well, I'm not sure if he's touched the ball there. Oh, he might have just brushed it. Oh, right. he's clipped in first. It's still not definitive. It's still subjective to yeah, it's still subjective. What, what your angle is. is. Is that enough contact to be a pen? Right. There is contact, but it's not like... It doesn't change the argument, so it doesn't change the decision. For sure. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, fuck off VAR. <laughs> fuck VAR. <laughs> I love it, though, when uh, fans get it in their favour and they were just singing VAR. <laughs> Spurs for half of 2019. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Liverpool as well. <laughs> yeah, so uh, next up... Oh, no, no, I've got a game my wanker of the year. So mine would be once the pandemic got underway and football was scrapped but then came back without fans... My wanker of the year would be the streaming services, NBC in America, and I know Sky Sports did the same thing, where Amazon Sky Sports, Prime. yeah, Amazon Prime, where Sky Sports now decided to uh, charge people £15 a game. 
uh, on top of your subscription. And NBC said, oh yeah, we've got a new platform coming out called Peacock and you now need to pay again for your sports. So I thought that they were the biggest letdowns and wankers of 2020. Cause yeah. I thought that was pretty shameful that a lot of people were having a hard time and they saw everyone, oh, they're at home, so they're going to pay us now because they want to watch the games. Opportunistic, wasn't it? Uh, it's just, oh, they're not spending the money on the games? We'll, we'll take your money. It's dirty, yeah. I, I just think that that's, uh, they're, they're missing a trick, but then, I mean, I'm not a shareholder or person that's on the board of those companies, and they've got to like, drive as much profit as they can, but I just thought it was scandalous. I thought that they could have done such a, a better job of managing that and the goodwill that would have been extended, but instead it was just a, a big money grab. So, yep. yeah, they can go and fuck themselves. And Sky's fell apart already in England. Yeah. Like, they, they pulled it off. Like, they're not doing it anymore because yeah. like, nobody wanted it. The, fan, the fans fought back. Who's going to pay £15 to watch Fulham and West Brom besides Fulham and West Brom fans? Power to the people. Power to the football fans, always. Yeah. All right. So next up, uh, manager of the year. This was, I thought this was a difficult one. Uh, it's hard not to be generic with it. Yeah. Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Cause usually there's Klopp, like a real. Klopp did win the, the FIFA manager of the year, I believe. Oh no. Or was it the uh, Klopp did win it? I think. Klopp won the FIFA manager. Which was contentious because the Bayern Munich gaffers mm-hmm. had an unbelievable run this year. He won yeah. the Champions League. They won the treble. Yeah. yeah. I think they won the treble. Yeah. I don't think he could have won anything else. Yeah. And I think Liverpool's was a, you know, did not win the league for 20, whatever years yeah. it was, 21 years. So that was probably, and a Klopp and Liverpool. I'll give it to him. They, they've they been good for two years. years. Yeah. They've had two big years yeah. where they could have been cha- easily were champions yeah. 20, uh, 19, the end of 19 season. So, yeah. So we didn't pick Klopp though. So who did you pick? I've gone for Thomas Frank. Thomas Frank. Tell us about Thomas Frank. Thomas. Manager of uh, Brentford. Do you just like him because his name's Thomas? No, I don't because I actually have a dislike for people with two first names, if you don't remember. Yeah, I do. Remember. So this is quite a tough decision for me. It's irrational. Though. He has to be really good for, him, for me to overcome that. Same as your fear of phone. Don't like phone. Or people with two first names. It's not a, I don't have a fear of people with two first names. <laughs> don't confuse that one. I think it is. I think it's a phobia. You just don't get it. Two first names. Anyway, all right. I yeah, but, how, but how do you name someone if their surname is a first name? Give them a surname. A surname for the first name. Yeah, flip yeah. it. So you, if you couldn't be like Thomas Smith, you would be like uh, Smith Thomas. Yeah, yeah. So like Thomas Frank would become like Smith Frank. Yeah, quite a cool first name. Smith. Or Hurdle Frank. Yeah, Hurdle, Hurdle Thomas. Anyway, so he's a Brentford gaffer. He's been there for quite a while now, actually. Um, and I've been a big fan of the Brentford project and what they've been doing. And they've, they've done an incredible job of... They've restructured the club. Um, their transfer policy and their player development policies are really, really cool. We talked about it on the show a couple of months ago. Um, but they, he's had a really good 2020. They lost in the championship playoff to go to the Premier League to Fulham. I thought they were unlucky to lose on the day. Um, kind of a freak free kick mm. that they really lost on. Um, so, so they had a great run in the championship. Right now they're fourth in the championship after losing, um, I think, Ollie Watkins. They lost a couple of other players that they had to sell for big money, mm. um, which can really decimate you at that level. You lose a player like that. Um, they've stayed fourth in the championship. They're now in the semi-final of the Carabao Cup, which is the first time Brentford's ever got to a major semi-final. So I think just in general, he's just had a really, really good 2020. I give him a lot of credit. How are they doing in the league right now? The fourth. Uh, so they're in with a shout. They're in with a shout. Away. They've just moved into a new stadium. They got a big investment, didn't they? Did they get a big investment? Yeah, they got some, they got some cash behind them. I can't remember who it is, 
but they've got all the new ground and they put some money in team. I read it was like, well, and you talked about it, right? It was like a bit more of a philosophy they, they got, from a playing perspective. Yeah, they, anyway. they got rid of their youth programs That's and right. they, yeah. they invested in a reserve team that they, they buy and sell for. Hmm. So yeah, it's really yeah. cool. So uh, his, his philosophy behind that, obviously he's not the main guy. There's other people involved, but management of the team, yeah, he's done an incredible where's he, job. Where's he from? Tom's from. Don't know. Sounds a bit German, but it could also be English. Uh, he's not English. No. No, don't know. I'll get back to you on that one. Yeah, yeah, no. Worries. How about you? Who's your managerial superstar? Yep. So, my manager of the year, uh, I'm going to come back stateside for this one because I think there's a, a lot of um, stories rolled into the story behind Columbus Crew and Caleb Porter. Um, we mentioned him on the show after uh, Columbus Crew won the Major League Soccer Cup. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I, I think Columbus Crew were kind of a dead duck a couple of years ago as a club. They were uh, uh, going to be moving to Austin, I believe, and uh, the rebuilding and the fight to keep the club there. But not only that, so that also gives you a lot of trouble when you've got off the pitch problems. It makes it hard to consolidate and do well on the pitch. So I think that to thrive under those circumstances, build a team that at the beginning of the season, I don't think anyone would have put down as a contender for... Uh, winning the championship this year um, so it's impressive that they've gone on a run they finished third overall in the Eastern Conference and getting into a final against Seattle Sounders who were heavy favorites they were missing their best player in the final yeah. um, Darlington Nagby was yeah. out which I mean for most people to miss your star player and then to go on and roll yeah. to Sounders they I mean they and beat him 3-0 and they played some really good football in that game as well yeah and he 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 does a great job of developing young players. Mm. Um, yeah, like you say, he turned that organization around. They were a dead duck. They were nobody. Yep. Everyone thought they were gone, folding. The crew were in trouble, and he's come in and revolutionized. And, and they've just gone and picked up uh, Bradley Wright uh, Phillips. Really? But yeah, which is a big ad for the next season. Yeah, so, I mean, he's still got a lot of goals in him. So it's obviously that they're ambitious, but just from a managerial perspective, I think it could be overlooked because it's a Major League Soccer and not you know, European football yeah. or the US national team. So I think he deserves a shout out. I think he's a real promising manager and exciting to see it bring a team along that's not LA Galaxy yeah. or, you know, one of the quote, like quote unquote heavy hitting major league soccer teams. You, you fancy him to be the uh, yeah. men's national team coach one day? Yeah, I think so. 2026, is he, is he doing big things? <laughs> I think so. I, I think it adds up. He's the right age. I think he's got the right mentality. He's done it at a domestic level now because I think that's yeah. two MLS Cups, right? Uh, Portland Timbers, yep. right? And he, he's done well everywhere he's been. It seems like he gets it. The football that I watched him play was great. So yeah. I would say that he's on the right trajectory. He fits the mold of what they yeah. would be looking for. Or do you see a guy like that going bouncing into Europe somewhere? Who knows? I mean, it's that that's a tough ask. That's a big yeah. ask. But what else do you do? in the MLS I mean you know do you keep yep. a just start to build with a crew or do you go take a, another job at Miami or New yeah. York or whatever because that's I'm assuming probably a higher paying job as well so but yeah I do see him going to US soccer to maybe lead him to a 2026 World Cup title yeah so uh, funny moments funny moments is a little tricky right because it's 2020 has been a bit of a shit year all around especially in the world of football it's been uh, up and down and and kind of hard to highlight a funny moment but it's good to look on the bright side so what what would be a funny the, moment? the best thing about football is it is an escape from real life at times mm. so there are plenty of funny moments uh, this year that maybe you overlooked i've got quite a True. few um, almost like a top three for me. Yeah, look on then. Yeah. So let's let's kick it so off. Let's uh, hear it. That's what I love about football, though. You can kind of get that escape where it's like it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. Mm. It's just the way to get away. Um, so I quite enjoyed uh, Suarez 
when he was watching over the referee's shoulder when he was watching a VAR video. He mm. sort of crept up like a naughty school kid and was peeking over his shoulder at what the ref was viewing. <laughs> and the fourth official pointed it out, and the ref turned around and was like giving him a bollock in and gave him a yellow card, which I thought was quite a funny little uh, mischievous moment. <laughs> uh, do you think the players are told like they can't go watch the VAR? Yeah, I would imagine so. And I, I think there's going to be, in the future, there's going to be quite a bit of gamesmanship around that. Why, why wouldn't they show it on the big screen in the stadium so the fans could see it? Right, so every, yeah, everyone can see it together. That would make a bit more sense. And I also like the idea of the mic. Yeah, the ref should be mic'd up, talk they did, through it. Then they did it this season in Major League Major Soccer. Major League Soccer did it, yeah. Yeah, not the Major League Soccer. For Major anyone, League Soccer, for, get there. for anyone un- unaware of... Uh... So that, that one, I found that really funny. He got a yellow card for it. And it was like, it was just a naughty little schoolboy moment. Um... Next one, there was a funny one, uh, a clip, it's on YouTube, of a linesman. He's doing like a amateur women's football game. <laughs> and he's, there's a corner taken, and it's played short. And you can see he's almost like signaling to the, to the player to get back on side. He's like, with, with the arm that hasn't got the flag, he's like waving her, like, get on side, get on side, get on side. <laughs> and the girl passes it straight back to her, and she's offside. So he like stands Aww. bolt upright and puts his flag in the air, but like, puts his hand in his head and like, like leans back in, like looks up to the sky. Like I tried to help you. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really funny. He's, uh, he's genuinely disappointed. He's like, that guide, he's, like he's probably put his flag up a few times in that game, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really funny. Cause he's just like, Oh, for God's sake, I told you. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to give you offside. But uh, that was funny. really funny. And then, um, my most favorite funny moment. And this is some shit outsery that I loved was, uh, I'm going back to my friends, the, uh, Mamelodi Sundowns getting a big shout out this year. Is that two for them? Two for the Mamelodi Sundowns. You just clicked Sundowns. on that, like, and what's their news for Best the moments. Yeah, yeah. True best story moments is, for Mamelodi This one's Sundowns. great. You'll remember this, I think. Mm. So it was, this was epic. The epitome of unprofessionalism, shithousery, time-wasting. So they were winning a game 2-1. Don't ask me against who. But it was going to keep them top of the league towards the end of last season. And they managed to waste five minutes on one corner kick. Oh, that's good. In the duration of that five minutes. So the first player goes over to take the corner, walks over very, very slow, puts the ball down, walks back, looks up, decides he's not going to take it, jogs back into the box. Another player comes over, puts the, replaces the ball, <laughs> looks around, steps back, gets a yellow card for time wasting. <laughs> After the yellow, decides he's not going to take it now, goes back into the box. Another player comes over. They've been doing this four times. Three players get yellow cards for just deciding they're not going to take the corner. And the, ref- and the coach managed to get a substitution in during all of this. Oh, that's amazing. Five minutes they took off the clock. It was hilarious because all the fans in the crowd are going crazy. It's quite smart. The referee keeps running over and just booking the players. Then he runs all the way back to the other side of the box because that's his angle he wants mm. to see the corner. So by the time he gets back in place, blows the whistle, the player does his whole walk, sets up, Decides he's not going to take it again. Referee runs over, books him. Oh, <laughs> outrageous. Do you, do you think that that would just piss a referee off so we wouldn't even have the time on, though? It would have an adverse effect. Is the referee allowed to do that? Does he have that I don't know. discretion? Would you do that as a coach? Would you ever instruct your team to do I, that? I'm actually... Um, I have a tough time with it. I hate time wasting because mm. um, I, I think it bites you in the ass sometimes. It, there's a time and place to do it. If, I hate teams that do it early. 20 minutes to go. I don't think you should be time-wasting. Play the game. Oh, yeah, Last for sure. three minutes, couple of minutes. Okay, I get it. But like that stuff, it drives me nuts when you're time-wasting with 40 minutes to go and 30 minutes to go. I can't. I hope it comes back and bites you. So I'm against it from that perspective. 
Listen, a big cup final with a minute to go. Yeah, get the ball in the corner flag. Yeah, take your time. Do a shoelace. It's it's a very strange one, especially if a team has got like a one-goal lead and you're starting to do that kind of time wasting with 25, 30 minutes to go. It's bold because you yeah. know that's always going to come back and come bite back again, you in yeah. the ass. Always. All it takes one chance, doesn't it? Unless, to, unless you're a pro, like the Mamelodi Sundowns. Yeah, they sound like a fun team to watch. Or not a fun I want team one, to I watch. I want one of their shirts. We're going to get one of their shirts. Mamelodi Sundowns. Sundowns. If they're listening, send us one, please. They, they score thunderfuckers. Yeah. And they shit house time waste yeah, like level, nobody else. Levels of shithousery are amazing. Brilliant. Brilliant. You got anything else? Funny moments? That's, That's my one. ultimate funny moment. That's the ultimate funny moment. Ultimate okay. I was dying laughing at that. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> All right, anything else you want to add? Well, what are your funny moments? I've only got one. Oh. Yeah, it's this because it's the funniest moment of the year. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else to say oh, about this. Is it is it funnier than this one? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Easily. So Drum this, roll, please. This is, this is going back to February. So this is pre-COVID, which doesn't seem like a real world pre-COVID. anymore. February 2020. So it's right at the beginning of the year, and it's an FA Cup game. And uh, Alan St. Maximum scores a goal, and he's running over to celebrate in front of the Newcastle fans. And <laughs> one of the Newcastle fans <laughs> has got his dick out. <laughs> And he's just, and it's right there live on TV. And he's just spinning his dick round. So the best part of this is <laughs> subsequently, it gets a name of like what the move's called, like doing it. What would you think that move's called? <laughs> it's called a move. It's not like a wrestling move. It's got a name. I'm going to get a guess and I bet I'm right. So it's got a few names. Is it, is, is it the helicopter? Close, close. <laughs> so it's called it's called like doing a helicopter, but it subsequently got called a willycopter. <laughs> willycopter. <laughs> and then Newcastle's <laughs> fan were calling it a cockcopter <laughs> and a penis copter. Oh, for God's sake! So, so that was probably the funniest moment of the year. And then the following game, Newcastle fans in like great sense of humour brought a bunch of inflatable cocks <laughs> to the next match. God's sake. Uh, what goes, number one, I just want to go on record saying I don't condone celebrating by yeah. getting your knob out. Yeah, don't, when you know you're on live television. Yeah. Well, just in general. Yeah. yeah but uh, well, also, what went through his mind? Was he that excited that he just had to yeah. do that? Get your cock out. Was he just like, yeah, some willy copter in around Imagine like his mate next to him, like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the people's faces in the stand is hilarious, and the player was just like... <laughs> <laughs> But amazing. So the next game, they had a bunch of inflatable cocks and they were just swinging them around. That was the precursor to 2020 kicking off. Yeah, a like bunch of inflatable cocks and people swinging their willies around. We deserve to get banned from stadiums for stuff like that. So, so I thought that that was uh, one of the funniest moments of the year anyway. <laughs> well, I'll give you that one. I think I, I think that wins. Yeah, I think that so. Yeah, can't yeah. be that one. So, so player of the year, this is always a, a little bit of a controversial hot topic of deciding who your player of the year might be. There's always a bit of bias involved as well, I think. But who would yours be, Tom? Player player of 2020. I think I skipped that in my notes. Did you? <laughs> oh, no. No, it's all right, because I'm good at quick thinking. Well, then. No, no, you're on. You're on you you want first. me to go first? Yeah, yeah. So I would say purely for... He was a great player on the pitch this year. It's probably easy to overlook how good of a player he's been on the field this year because he scored a load of goals. Um, but his work off the pitch in football has been uh, admirable and really noble of him to do so. It's Marcus Rashford. 
Um, again, not just for the stuff on the pitch he's done. He's had a good year, but I think his work um, in the community and in a really uh, tricky year when the British government basically just said, like, pull a ladder up and school kids have to fend for themselves. Marcus Rashford sets a fund up and actually goes and puts his star power to work and his, his privileged position of being a professional footballer and the money they make. He went and did a lot of good work. So I say Rashford for that. I would say purely on a like personal basis from footballing standpoint, Bruno Fernandes was absolutely tremendous this year. The stats don't lie. He was absolutely sensational. And then surrounding that, I would say probably Lewandowski. I think got he. I think he was FIFA. Play, he got the, uh, the Players' Player of the Year, right? Yeah, Lewandowski. So I thought he was superb. No other Man United players you want to throw in there? Yeah, uh, you know? yeah. De for the goalkeeper. The rest were shy. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. with all these quality, all these unbelievable footballers we've got. How are you not uh, winning everything? Where's second from top, mate? Two points off. Booted out of the Champions League, though. Yeah, true. By Leipzig, relegated handsomely. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Europa League, though, is there? No, it's brilliant. Spurs are going to win it. Yeah. So th- those would be my mate. Um, what about you? Oh, wait, to show that I'm not biased, I think Jordan Henderson deserves a mention because I don't, while he's not a, the guy that's like the superstar player, I think he's the engine room of a title winning side and the captain of a title winning side. So I think to show that I'm not a completely biased twat, I think that Henderson, for his role in, in that side, I think was uh, very impressive as well. I can agree with that. So I've just named four. So have you got? I'm just naming all of them. So you've got no one left. I tell you, I've really liked watching this year. It's more of a, more of a breakout player for me, Alfonso Davies. Yeah, Bayern Munich had a really really good year. Very I good. Put his name on the map. So he's a player that stood out for me. Um, been really really good. Obviously, Harry Kane still doing it, mm. banging in goals for fun, um, and assisting goals for fun. He's been good all year. Um, so I've enjoyed him a lot. Um, standout. I've had to pick one. That's a bit tough for me, really. Um, I think it might have to be Messi. Still going. Still scored ridiculous. Still scoring a bunch of goals in in in, in an unhappy environment. And he's, not, he's not not a great Barcelona team he, at the he's moment. In, he's in a weaker team. Mm. He's not got the players around him he used to have, and he's still doing it. I'm, mm. I've got to give him some credit there. Ronaldo so, as well. The goals they've scored this year is outrageous. And and also Zlatan Ibrahimovic still mm. scoring goals in Italy. Thirty nine. So it's, it's a tough one this year to pick who who is your player player. I think I probably agree with you that Lewandowski. It's probably the standout for me. Yeah, but Tr- trouble ones, winner, and he scores so many goals. He's I got mean, some company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I skipped over that in the notes. So well done, mate. Let's move on to the next one. You unprepared bastard. Uh, next, uh, right. This is the last one. Uh, well, actually, no. We're going to do uh, this one, and then we're going to read out a few uh, additionals. Yeah. Just we'll just run through a quick cool. list of of anything we might have missed. Right. Highlights. All right, so the last question is, who's having a big 2021? So this is a, it's got subcategories. Yeah. So we're going to pick now, also a bit of a predictor, so we can look back and see who we yeah, picked. So we'll recap this at the end of 2021 and see who was the closest. Yeah. Be we, me. Yeah, it'll be you. How terrible it is. You pick United for everything. Yep. So who do we think will win the Premier League, the English Premier League, Thomas? Liverpool. Okay, European Champions League. So I've... Hmm. By the way, we didn't know each other's answers before doing no, this, so did they may be similar. No, nope. yeah. um, I've got the finalists. I've not got the winner, but I can pick, pick one. Pick a winner, you baby. I've got Man City getting to the final. Bayern Munich beating them. Against Sevilla. Just get out. And I think Man City, bottle it and lose. No chance. Sevilla to win the Champions League. No chance. Sevilla mm. win the Champions League. That's outrageous. They only win the Europa League. Well, not <laughs> this year. That's their tournament. Yeah, that's going to kill them. 
they're going to be sat thinking, well, we played on Thursday. Severe win. Severe Champions, Champions League winners. All right. And next, European Championship winners. Belgium. Mm, okay. We've got the experience. Last World Cup. Shit, got to semi final. Martinez. Fraud. Great team. A bit fraudulent. <laughs> yeah, fraud his way to a European Championship. Nah, they'll be out in the first round. We've got a tough group as well. Okay. And right. uh, who will be your breakout player next year for 2021? Who's the breakout player that's going to really stamp their authority on the game, Tom? Tangai and Dombele. Ooh. What? Is he a breakout player? Yeah. He's like 28. He's getting, well, oh, <laughs> oh, you have to be... No, I'm well, not saying you, you have to be a out. youngster. Are you really going to say someone's a breakout player? Well, are you uh, I mean, uh, I'm saying, can you be like 28 and be a breakout player? Yeah. Should you not have already broke out? Right. All right. So you're saying an, an Dombele for Tottenham? Tengai and Dombele will be a superstar. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you want me to go through mine now? Yeah, you missed out the Audi Cup winners because that's a big tournament. So who's going to win the Audi Cup? There is no Audi Cup. Don't know who's in it's it. It's not a real tournament. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You. All right, go on then. Give me your... Who's winning the English Premier League? <laughs> Liverpool. All right, copycat. Unfortunately. I don't like saying that. And I'm also not going to like who I'm going to say is going to win the Champions League. Mm-hmm. I think City will win Man City it. as well. I just think it's the one... Guardiola's going to put everything into that. Who are they playing in the final? Uh, I think it'll be... If they avoid them, I think Bayern Munich. Yeah. Mm. Because I think Bayern have just still got that pedigree, but it's very hard. I would have said Bayern. It's just really hard to defend that that trophy. So I think it'll be City-Bayern final if they don't meet before the final, obviously. But I think City, I just think it's that's what's left for Pep to do. I think he has to win that tournament this year because I don't think City will win the league this year. Mm-hmm. So I think that everything will be on that. Pep doesn't win it. Does he get sacked? Or does he walk? I think he walks. It'll be mutual. Soft. Fraud. Yeah. <laughs> Fraud. Fraud. Right. Uh, right. So, um, and then Euros. I think France again. I think France. I think they'll still be. They're still too good. The that that the age of that team. Yeah. They're still peak. They are loaded. They're loaded, and their the average age of the team is like twenty-seven. So they they'll do what they did previously, and Spain did, where it was like two tournaments back to back, where they're just too powerful wow. from everyone else. I think I think England will be in the mix. I think maybe a last four again for them, but I, I still don't think that they've got enough to go on and push and win it. But I think France have got that experience of yeah. winning the trophy now. So I'd say oh. France there. Yeah. All right. Uh, breakout player. Breakout uh, player. For me, I think it'll be Mason Greenwood. I think he'll be a superstar next year. I know he's already tiptoeing around it, but I think if he just keeps, if his head's in the right place, I just think he's going to be a, a Rashford sort of 20 plus goal player next season. I think so. Wow. The one I wanted to say was Pulisic, but injuries, I think, might hamper him because he seems to be just getting knocks all the time. But when you watch him play, if he can get consistency and stay on the pitch, I think he's going to be a world beater because mm. he look, he's got everything. So I'd like to see that happen as well. I've done a shit job on the breakout player. I've gone Spurs, you've gone United. That's bad, isn't it? Wishful thinking. Yeah, terrible. Mm. Yeah. I don't even like anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. All right, sweet. So uh, let's run through a quick uh, few of some of the ones that people sent in and some of our own that we added in. So we'll just run through this list really quickly. Uh, You can weigh in. Feel free to just weigh in, Thomas, whenever you feel like there's something that stands out to you. Uh, Pull this notes up. All right, so uh, Sevilla Europa League winners again is on on the list. Yeah, like oh, a, like a good moment. Yeah, good moment. Boom. Uh, footballers, we lost. Obviously, some real oh, yeah. heavy hitters we lost this year. We got uh, uh, Maradona, unfortunately, passed away. But that's uh, 
so that's a negative <laughs> on the year. We had a load of Americans on the radar now. So it was a great breakout year for yeah. American players that we found uh, that can hang with the big boys in European football. So that was uh, exciting. Uh, football fans not being in stadiums. A couple of people messaged him with that one on social media. Frankie and David uh, both said it's not great watching football, but it's nice to have football back. But it did bring us the wonderful moment of cardboard cutouts in stadiums, which yeah. was hilarious. Interesting. And Zoom uh, like fans. Zoom fans. Yeah. Bin Laden was at Leeds. People wanking on uh, Zoom videos. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've got to stop doing that mate we, we got we got quite a few shouts for Liverpool winning the league of course after 21 years that was huge news um, Leon, uh, the women's team won their fifth Champions League in a row which, in a row yeah which is impressive scandalous yep uh, so, someone messaged this video and I'll share this one it was hilarious a Lazio player was scored and he was running to take his shirt off and he couldn't get it over his head <laughs> I saw that really funny <laughs> he was just wiggling around uh, so thank you to uh, Damien sent that one in and on the Instagrams uh, Daniel James smashing into Mourinho remember that Daniel James got fouled and went flying into Mourinho's leg and Mourinho got injured that was very funny. Uh, someone sent also seen Mourinho on Instagram. He's brilliant on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. He had a bit of a pop today because the Spurs game's just been cancelled. Mm. And uh, he put a post saying, uh, still six o'clock and we still don't know if we're playing. Best league in the world. <laughs> Mar- Marcos Badia has sent in uh, Gunasaurus being fired um as like a, <laughs> a downer like that disgraceful from arsenal so they should be on the wanker list as well yeah. uh we got a couple of shouts for this as well um terry sent in scotland qualifying for the euros um for the first time like that was a, a big deal right Is that high or low uh, yeah i don't know yeah, it could be either yeah we got a couple of shouts for the barca meltdown as well Yep. Yeah. Good that, show. That's it. Yeah, some 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 decent ones in there. Yeah, not bad. L- little highlight reel. Big year of football. A big year of football. So that is going to be it for us for the year anyway. We will be back in 2021. We're back on Tuesday with a weekly show. We want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to us ramble on about a load of footballing shite. We've got a load of good stuff coming in 2021 though. So yeah. we appreciate everyone tuning in. Tom, a message for the fans. Yeah, we've just finished the first year of the pod. Yeah. Well, so, not the year, but yeah, the first year we've done it. April. Yeah, first year of the podcast. Congratulations, mate. Yeah, no, it's been really fun. Congratulations Um, for listening. Yeah, congratulations for listening. You're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, if you want any autographs, you know, sent and, you know, signed t-shirts or, you know, underpants, whatever. Hello at healthyobsession.soccer. That's the web... Oh, no, that's the email. It's the email, The website is healthyobsession.soccer. I've got loads of good stuff coming in 2021. So get involved, everyone. And thanks again for listening. Happy New Year. Be safe out there. Happy New Year. Cheers.